welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey everybody, welcome back to your favorite podcast where a couple watch horror movies thematically by month while one tries to kill the other unsuccessfully in our four years on uh, the air. My name is Cindy, with me as always is... Josh, and I've weaponized the critter again this week (laughs) in the hopes of finally killing her. In fact, uh, at the time of recording this, we have now watched this twice. You've watched it twice. I went to bed halfway through. I don't think this has ever happened before. Um, (laughs) So we watched it and then... As we always say, you know, would you watch this with the teenager or the older one or which one? And I really think that my 12-year-old would really like it. And so we convinced him to sit down and watch it with us. Yes. And it went over so well. He loved it. He begged us to record this episode early. Right. So we could watch Critters 2 tonight before he has to go back to school tomorrow. Right. So Here he's helping us help you get our voices into your ear holes. Yeah. So thank a 12-year-old <laughs> for this ear hole action. Very fun. <laughs> um, anyway, Critters Critters 2. So what year was this? Oh, Lord, 1988. Okay. Like two years after the first one. Um, so Critters was a big hit, right? It like was. We kind of established okay. that. Critters was a big hit for the budget. It's not like Critters was like Avatar. Right. You know, it wasn't. People were like, holy fucking shit. Records, right. I Critters get what you're saying. is like top five. Gro- like it made a lot of money for profit. what they paid for it. Yeah. Um, and then they got a bigger budget for this. This is, I think, the biggest budgeted Critters movie. It is, um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, my favorite and the best Critters movie. Um, so there you go. And okay. it's 1988. Do you remember 1988? Uh, I, I do a little. I was eight, nine years old. So let's see. I was in third grade, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember a whole lot. Um what was going on well, in the world? Maybe will that jog my memory, I guess? Oliver North was indicted with charges <laughs> over the Iran-Contra affair. And then he became our Secretary of State somehow. That was he Secretary of State? He was something big under he Trump. He was a Secretary of something. Uh, and then Bush won the presidency. That's HW. HW, <laughs> yeah. baby. That's um, Big Daddy. Yeah, and then <laughs> the World AIDS Day was 1988. So okay. That just gives you an idea of where we were. All right. Coming out of the 80s. Like, people actually were talking about AIDS. It became a thing. Like, despite years of Reagan being the worst human on the planet, and now currently probably in hell, um, trying to pretend it wasn't a thing, eventually the world was like, this is a problem. Well, you know, this is a problem. We should address this. Yep. Um, so there you go. The people that we gained that year were Rihanna. Lovely. Anna, Anna Diarmas, um from Knives Out. And Michael Sarah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Uh, we lost Robert Heinlein, Nico, Roy Orbison, and Hal Ashby. Oh. Moment of silence. And for Hal for Ashby. Hal Ashby. Anyway. Big ups in heaven. <laughs> if the, it exists, you're probably there. Anyone who makes Harold Maude being there in last detail gets a pass on most anything they probably did, except... He didn't really do anything terrible. So, yeah, he's he's in. He made the list. <laughs> um, if you're wondering, the movies that came out in 1988, what uh-huh. did this come out against? Um, Willow. I love Willow. <laughs> uh, yeah. This comes on the heels of me just meeting Warwick Davis at a convention. He love was that. a gem. Uh, that was also the year that Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out. Um, Rain Man, a movie that has not aged well 
at all. No, I would not think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that at all. Yeah. Um. Oh wow. Yep. Uh. Ooh, another movie that came out that year that has uh, that has aged incredibly well is Bloodsport. Every year it gets better. It <clears> just to, you're I like to my left. This is an amazing comedy. I, there is a signed Bloodsport poster in this room we're recording in right now. Yes, there is signed by our Lord and Savior, John Glove Van Damme. <laughs> the people's um, hero. That was moving. Came out that year. The the movie that we both weirdly love, starring Richard Pryor yes. and, Rand, and Randy Quaid. Yes. Um, Lady in White came out that year. Oh gosh, that was mm-hmm. an old. Um, we watched Halloween. That for the podcast. Yeah, that was an old uh, Halloween special. That we Beetlejuice. Did. Oh yeah. Okay. Friday Thirteenth Part Seven. Maniac Cop. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Maniac Cop. Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Big. Okay. Die Hard. Young Guns. The Blob remake. Nightmare on Elm Street Four. Night of the Demons. My gosh, the Child's list just Play. goes on and on. Uh, Naked Gun. <laughs> Love that. Movie. They Live. Okay. 1988 hit some bangers. Yeah, it did. Uh, I think 86, we did 86, is a little more loaded, but goddamn, 88. Let's not um, forget 88. Yeah. So, do you know? Critters 2. Critters 2. Um, so, we mentioned in the yes, in last week's mm-hmm. podcast, the only recurring character is going oh, no, to no. be. There, oh, no, no. There's one guy who's in all of them. There right. are a couple reoccurring characters. Okay, well, the only... So it's what Charlie was that his yeah. name? He's in all four. Okay, so um, it's gonna he's still around. Terrence Mann, who plays one of the bounty hunters, is the other person. He's in three. Okay, but, but Charlie's he's not the in only this one that's one. in all four. Um, so this movie was released April 29th, nineteen eighty-eight, and the reason that we chose the order we did, and I even kind of loaded the critters movies in, is because this movie is an Easter horror movie. <laughs> we are watching it so we can release it in time. For Easter. For Easter. Because he has risen. And by he, I mean the Kreitz. The Kreitz. Um, all hundred or Tim so Curry. of them in this movie. Yeah, poor man's Tim Curry. That's, that's hilariously what you kept calling Terrence Band. Yeah. Um, so yeah, April 29th, 1988. Uh, this movie is PG-13, much like its predecessor. Also, same runtime. This movie is oh. one hour and 26 minutes long. These are now my favorite horror movies. I don't know if we're going to find... I knew. I told you you'd <laughs> love the Critters movies. I don't know if we're going to watch anything this month that's going to really break an hour 45. Oh. Okay. It's going to be short. This month's going to be full of short movies. Love it. Um, I terrify it's, easily. It's the nature of the outer space beast that comes to attack us. Um, so here you go. The tagline for this movie is Critters 2, The Main Course. Yeah. Um, the subtagline is bouche. Get Ready for Seconds. They're back. Um, so, yeah, the full title is Critters 2, The Main Course. It is okay. co written and directed by Mick Garris. Okay, this tell is me his about. His first movie. He got to start doing a um, making of movies for like The Thing and The Goonies. He went on to direct Sleepwalker, Psycho 4. Um, he did the Stand miniseries in 1994. Remember that big ass miniseries? Yes. That looks like it was on like ABC or CBS. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote Hocus Pocus. Love that. And he created the Masters of Horror show that was on Showtime. That was an amazing thing. Like, if for nothing else, he gets credit for doing that because he took all of these directors who hadn't been doing a lot of like John Carpenter and was like, "Here's an unlimited like here's a limited budget. Like you have X, Y, and Z. You can do anything within this budget." That you and want that, to do. Boom. Total creative control. Here's your money. That's really putting yeah, um, the art back for the artist. So essentially, like, Showtime had, a, like, I think two or three seasons of a show that had 
famous horror directors just having carte blanche with like a limited budget. Um, but no one there to tell them no. Okay. Look at you, Takashi Miike, whose episode was so wild they couldn't even air it on Showtime. They're like, it only you can only see it in the box set, like on DVDs. Wow. Uh, it was aggressive. <laughs> okay. Um, so there you go. It's, this is co-written by David Tui, um, who was the writer of Warlock. Oh, we did like Warlock, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of makes me sad to bring up because when that big storm, they lost Julian Sands. Oh, woods, gosh, that's true. To my knowledge, have not found I be- him. Yeah, I believe uh, even John, Mal- John Malkovich, who is like yeah. godfather to his first child, like best man at his wedding, mm-hmm. um, kind of said, we're... It's probably, inevitable. Yeah, you know. it, this is now just like... Hopefully a, they'll find him alive, but it, it, yeah, at this point... Um, yeah. But he also wrote The Fugitive, Waterworld, G.I. Jane. Um, he's the writer and director of the Pitch Black movies. So with Vin Diesel, Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, and Riddick. Okay. Um, those movies are amazingly fun, and they have some terrible 90s CGI. <laughs> Especially that first one. Who um, doesn't but love I enjoy the shit out of them. 90s CGI. Uh, I, I also want to point out that the cinematography in this movie was done by Russell Carpenter. Um, in relation to John? No. Uh, I, I weirdly, when I wrote that note, I was like, Cindy's going to ask me if he's related to John. Uh, he is not. But the reason I bring him up is he won an Oscar. For what? <laughs> so he shot Lady in White, hard target with Van Damme. A lot of Van Damme talk today. Um, but he's shot True Lies and recently Avatar The Way of Water for Cameron. Oh. He won his Oscar. He shot Titanic. Dang. The cinematographer it, of Titanic um, is the, is the cinematographer one? of Critters 2, the main course. Okay. Yes. Letting that sink in for a minute. Wrap your mind around that. So it's going to be beautiful this cinematography. This is his best work today. <laughs> okay. Critters 2, the main course, is his best work. Okay. In that it is my favorite and I watch it every year. Um, so there you go. <laughs> uh, returning, like we said, there was returning people from this movie. So Scott Grimes returns as Brad. Terrence Mann returns as the bounty hunter this time. He's named Ugg. He gets a name this time. Ugh. Um, oh, yeah. Charlie definitely returns. As Lee? You know, there is the other bounty hunters, Lee. So Lee, it's Ugg and Lee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> salute your shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get, you know, we said Donkey Thopper returns as Charlie. He's in all four. And Lynn Shea returns as Sal. Um, she was the sheriff's, what are they called? Like Dip- oh, like secretary, um, dispatcher. Dispatch. Like yeah. she, she is in. Uh... She works in the newspaper in this one. She got a different job. Well, in Twin Peaks, she's personified as... She's not in Twin Peaks. No, but I mean, like, the dispatch. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the cute girl who's on the dispatch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a TV trope. Uh, and then the Sheriff Harv is in this movie, but he's played by a different actor. So it was M. Emmett Walsh in the first film, and in this one, it's Barry Corbin, who was in, uh, recently in Tulsa King, Yellowstone, and The Ranch, that show on Netflix that... Yeah. Yeah. He played Dale... I wrote that down because I know you watched it. I, just, I did for a few seasons. Okay. When you see him, you'll be like, oh, it's that guy. He's it's Dale. Bunch of shit. Okay. Um, I know him other than Critters 2. I know him as being the cop at the end of No Country for Old Men that Tommy Lee Jones visits at the mm-hmm. end of the movie and has a conversation with. Okay. That's what I know him from other than this movie. <laughs> All right. Um, and then new to this movie is uh, Leanne Curtis, who plays Megan. She was in 16 Candles and Benny and June. Uh, we got Sam Anderson playing Mr. Morgan, her father, okay. uh, who was in Forrest Gump. He was the principal on Growing Pains. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, he he's one of those people we see me like he looks familiar. Like I've definitely seen him before. 
Uh, then we got Lindsay Parker playing Cindy. Um, Love that name. She was Carrie in the Flowers in the Attic movie from the 80s. All right, I'll recognize her. With Christy Swanson. Her. I'll recognize her. Uh, and then Tom Hodges plays Wesley. Um, he was in Still Magnolias. More importantly, Tom Hodges was Lars, the German man, in the movie Heavyweights. Oh, with okay. Ben Stiller. I... Remember the summer camp movie about the fat kids? Yes. And the German guy who's like, they Barely. tied him to the chair and put honey on him yes it's him he's not german i have not thought of that movie i think about that movie weekly really (laughs) weirdly okay specifically that lars character and ben stiller theme when he's just smashing glass and walking on it i think about that more often than i should Uh, i think uh okay that's a heavyweights was a weird instance where like you're the comedy person Mm -hmm. same with dirty work those are the two movies that i was like these are my contributions to your comedy canon that is pretty much full, um, but you'd never seen Heavyweights, yeah, oddly, and you'd never seen Dirty Work, and and you have shown me both. Those two movies are prime comedy time for me. Ridiculous. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I will say the Kyoto's return to do the critter effects, and they are uh, even more ridiculous this time. All right. Because there's a lot more critters in this movie. This is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original poster and I tell you the meaning. Um, Just get ready for seconds. They're back. And it's a critter wearing the number two in front of, you know, an oak uh, wheat field. I'm going to say that uh, it's it's kind of the same thing. We're for the same sort of a ride that the they the bounty hunters return to wherever they were and they find they they're told they're not going to get their money because there's still crites on earth and they have to go back and things are in shambles again still and that's where we are yeah uh i will say this movie is kind of more the same it's a bigger version of the first movie um, this might, I told you yesterday, this might be the first movie I ever saw boobs in. Uh-uh. Uh, it's PG-13. There are boobs in it. Boobies. How exciting. So Roxanne Kernahan, who was an actress and I believe a Playboy model, um, is in one scene, she is topless. Um, very clearly topless. Very clearly okay. topless. Um, and unfortunately, I believe she passed away not long after this movie in a car accident. Oh, that sucks. Um, so yeah, that's a bummer. But my prediction is... You are going to enjoy the shit out of this movie. <laughs> uh, we are watching this with your child. Correct. I look forward to getting his, his review. review of this. and It's going to be something. Roxanne Carnahan, especially. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Well, join us, won't you? <laughs> Mind the doors. Grover's Bend. It's just a speck on the map of the universe. Transform. They get a different class of tourist here. Company's coming. Noisier. Pushier. They're turning this peaceful little town into dinner. Quitters do. I can't hear you. Anybody out there hear me? Go check the elevator. Those hungry hairballs from outer space are on a roll. Let's just get help. Oh, who are we going to call? Critter Busters? Oh! 
and they'll eat anything. We're gonna end up with Mara's leftovers. There must be hundreds of them. Critters 2, the main course. You got nothing to lose but your lives. we're back from watching critters 2 the main course that's it the main course now did they call it that because they knew it was better than the original or did they call it that because it's like you have an appetizer now you have the main course was there and it is three the dessert is um, it critters three the soup no, this is the only one that gets like a subtitle, like a the fish course. This is the only, this is the only one that's like, I, well, there's like two newer ones. I think one of them's like Deadly Attack or something like that. But I don't. I just do the four. Okay. Um, in the original continuity, um, this is the biggest one, um, because this is the biggest failure of all of them. Really? Yeah. Well, the other ones were okay. Go ahead. We'll get into that in a little bit, but. Fucking Critters 2, the main course. The main course. Oh, Lord. Uh, it is a Easter movie that just did... <laughs> it uh, is an Easter movie. The director, Correct. McGarris, just did a huge thing on his podcast where he had, like, several cast members of this movie come on, and they all talked about their memories of this movie. Okay. What do we got? And I listened to it. It just made me really happy. It just... Aww. It makes me so happy that they're all friends. Like, they're all friends. Like, they all still talk to each other. Like, everyone that worked on this movie... Critters 2. Was like, I mean, it became like lifelong friends and That's like stayed excellent. in touch with each other. It's just, I find that adorable. It is very adorable. It's um, very nice. Yeah. You don't hear that often in Hollywood. They say it's kind of like you go to high school with somebody, you yeah. know, like you're with someone for six months and you're the best of friends and like you never see each other again. I also appreciate that during the podcast, I just have to point this out. Tom Hodges' character, the the bully character. Yeah. Um, he said that he had the worst drunk acting ever. <laughs> Because he's never been drunk ever in his life. Even now? Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, he was like, his his daughters had never seen a movie he's been in because he feels like they're too young to see any of them. Okay. And he's like, the things people know me from the most are either this movie. Mm -hmm. He's like, but I get a ton of kids come up to me and be like, you were in heavyweights. Really? (laughs) And I'm like, fuck yes, you were in heavyweights. (laughs) That's fun. I enjoyed the shit out of that. So movie. what was Critters 2 about? So Critters 2 is about um, the eggs that were left behind in the first movie. Yes. Have been kind of abandoned in a barn for, what do they say, like five years? Maybe. It's, it's, I think they jump forward in time because Scott, like this movie came out like two years after the first one. Right. But Scott Grimes looks like he's eight, oh, yeah. five, six years in that time. Yeah, he definitely he's had a puberty. Teenager. So he's coming back to visit his grandmother who lives in his old house. Who's a health nut. No, she doesn't live in the old house. It's been turned into a daycare. No, no, no. That's not the old house. Oh, okay. The old house was abandoned and it was beside the barn. Okay, where they got that's the it. From. It said the private that property for sale. She just owns a daycare in her <laughs> and house. And is a health nut. And is a health nut. And runs around town in a le- in like a leotard doing calisthenics with young children but uh and so he comes back and he reconnects with some like a of course like a girl that was such a big nerd when he went to school there and now she's like fun and cute cute he, yeah. he calls her jimmy olsen with breasts because her dad owns the newspaper store regrets it yep 
and the crit and the critters come back to life and we find out that uh what's the guy's name the drunk from charlie charlie uh got to go and i don't even need to look at my notes for these things he I got to go and stay with the bounty hunters and so oh, he comes we? back because they are called back because their job is not finished yeah they can't get paid until all the critters on earth are destroyed um okay i i'm gonna say this now i'm gonna i'm gonna be all over the place because i'm really excited about talking about this movie all right i'm very scatterbrained right now because uh, i'm full of medication so yeah I'll I'll do what my kind? best. I'll do my best, guy. I'll let you guys decide. That's up to you. Um, here's the thing. So that alien that shows up, that weird looking alien that's like, you know, oh, they've detected krites on the planet Earth. Yes. Like your job's not done. That character was played by Mick Garris, the director's wife, Cynthia Garris, who was a musician and songwriter. And she wanted to be in the movie, like in something small. So they had her play that alien. Okay, and cute. To do that, they had to. How many hours of prosthetics? So many hours. Um, they had to like <laughs> talk about a small mold her, like mold this thing around her head, and yeah. she like had a hard time breathing, and she had to take like um, Xanax. Yeah, because she was having like a panic attack, and then like. To get her into the suit. The molding is notoriously awful. She had to wear a straight jacket to restrain her arms so they could, like, put the thing around her and move the arms. So she's, like, in this puppet. She can't see anything. She's claustrophobic. And it's a four-minute scene. strapped into a, like, that's, that's device nice. that is, like, has her arms wenched to her So side. she feels like she has no control. Um, yeah. That's lovely. What a nice part to give your wife. So... There you go. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody didn't like her too much. Are no, they divorced now? No, they're still married. Mm-hmm. She was on the thing. They were like laughing about it. Okay. I'm I, I'm worried. I'm looking at her. She also wrote the song, the Hungry Heifer song. <laughs> so the Hungry Heifer is the name of like the little restaurant. Mm-hmm. That kind of that gets won't it. give you the full steer. And it has the most annoying little jingle. You want to do it, Josh? The Hungry Heifer. We won't give you the full steer. There's like more of a song, but like that's the line that just loops in my head for eternity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. What does that even mean? We won't give you the full steer. Like we're not going to turn you away. We're going to uh, enjoy our salad bar I just feel like and that's... our shakes and our polar burgers. And um, I know Whatever. way too much about this movie. Yeah. But okay, I mean, we say that go. about a lot of movies with you, this honey. This movie especially. It's weird. Part of your charm. It's weird how much I know about Critters too. So this movie is essentially a, it feels like a direct sequel to yes, the first one. Yes, it does. One. Like, Cause the, it's the, the same... bounty hunter stuff feels like it happened right after, but then the, the town feels like it's, it's, it's aged. aged a bit. Yeah. Um, they did build a town from scratch. So the first film, they just used some real locations. They that actually similar. built that town from scratch. Oh, wow. It's cute. It's where like a lot of the, budget went and then okay. all the critters and everything like so many more critters in this one so yes there's two stories going on simultaneously until they can they join so apologies by the way if you can hear the neighbor mowing um it's that time of year so there's the bounty hunter and charlie sto- well, he's also a bounty hunter so it's charlie right. Ugg and Lee, and they come back to earth and then that's and charlie is genuinely happy and he's sober he, yes, he's sober. He's, he went from being the town drunk to being like, he's not a great bounty um, hunter. You see him like interact with Ugg and Lee, the other bounty hunters, and he's not like, 
the butt of the joke and like the asshole. Like he's just a member of the team. All there right, are, thank you. There are like, weirdly two moments in this movie that make me like tug up my heartstrings a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the first one is when they are told they're going back to Earth, and Charlie's like, "You guys wouldn't just like leave me there, would you?" Yeah, that and is. And Terrence Mann's character Ugg is like Charlie Bounty Hunter, and I'm just like, "Yes, yeah." Like he has a place. Like he's accepted that way, somewhere. yeah. And that was, you know, what his problem was on Earth. Yeah. He was a little different, and well, he was uh, m- mentally ill, mentally Ill. and an alcoholic. <laughs> well, he was, uh, yeah, self-medicating a mental illness. So in space, you know, they got it straightened out for him, yep. and I'm so excited for that. Or they just dropped that completely from his character. Either way, I love Charlie. <laughs> I'm glad he's the main character of all four movies. Okay, at least the, the in all four movies, and then. The other story is Scott Grimes comes back to town, Bradley Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the redhead. And Shay so accurately says, Bradley Brown's back in town. Oh, yeah. So he comes back to Ba-dum-bum. town to visit his grandma, or his grandma, like he said. Um, for spring break, and for then Easter. people are like, man, remember when you said there was aliens? And he's like, no, I didn't say that. Like, there's <laughs> not aliens. Like, it's whatever. Like, um, nope, 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 nope. We nope, learned nope. that the old sheriff, who is played by somebody totally different, Hard. has, he was voted out. And so he's not going to help with these critters because everyone, you know, he became the laughing stock and blah, 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 blah. And of course he ends up helping at the end, but you know, yeah. at first he's and very reluctant. Barry Corbin's version of Harv is way better than M.M. at Walsh's in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. It's less comical and more badass. I'd agree. Yes. So Scott Grimes comes back to town, goes to his grandmother's house. And, and then there's like this other kind of third story that happens of the critter eggs are found by Tom Hodge's character who sells them to this old man who, who then sells them to the church to use for their Easter, Easter egg, egg hunt. hunt. And then that's what causes them to like hatch because they're around like heat and people. Yeah. And it gives us the scene that makes this a Easter horror film where it kills the current sheriff. All of the critters jump into his open fly and eat his and eat dick his, off. Yeah. We don't the see them eat his out. dick off, but they dick. They jump in and it's like bum, 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 bum. and then he starts screaming and then he goes well, to the, he's the dressed window as of the a, church. In an Easter bunny. As yeah. a bloody Easter bunny. And then that's the moment where I'm like, this movie is fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, and then everything kind of converges and it's so many critters. It's like it is a lot of critters. plus critters Correct. against this town. Um and everyone, and you know, there's the bounty hunters show up, and then you still have Terrence Mann being Terrence Mann from the first film. <laughs> yeah. Um, the rock star character. And then Lee changes back and forth between several characters. Which they address only briefly. Um, Why did you stay him? And he says, because when you find a face that fits, it fits. You yeah. stay with it. He, he can't find one. So he does Roxanne Carnahan. Um, and this might be the first time I saw boobs in a movie. Uh, it's up there. <laughs> She's just naked. So Roxanne Kernahan was an actress, and she's actually really good in this movie. And everything, everything I've ever seen her in, she's really good in. So is she past tense? Has she passed away? Um, yes. So tragically, it so always is. Roxanne Kernahan, who plays the the bounty hunter, <laughs> when he morphs into you know, a Playboy centerfold, the first person that Lee morphs into, and the last person when the critters eat Lee, right, is Roxanne. Um, she died. I think four or five years after this movie came out in a car accident. Oh, wow. Like it wasn't even like, you know, usually when you hear like, oh, someone died young, it's, you know, drugs, drugs alcohol, or something. Some like, sort of it was literally just like a crazy car accident. 
which is sad, super fucking unfortunate because I think she kills in this movie. Uh, and then Lee also turns into Eddie Deason, the nerd from Greece. <laughs> yes. At one point, he starts to turn back. He starts to turn into Freddy Krueger, which is a nice touch because right? New Line, who made Critters, also made. Nightmare on Elm Street. Figured that had so, something to do with it. I think it would have been amazing if they could have got Robert England to do like a small cameo in this movie. <laughs> Even to be like, and then just, back down. Just for something. like a second of him being like, you know. Morphing and then morphing out. So about calling critters bitches <laughs> and then turn back into like Roxanne Kernan or whatever. Yeah. So the, let's see how I, can, I land this plane for you. Okay. The critters eat Lee, the bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And then that causes Ugg to just spaz out and go back into a no-face spaceman, as Barry Corbin calls right. him. Uh, and then Barry Corbin shows up and kills a bunch of critters and saves everyone uh, in the immediate. And then they make a plan together that the critters eat as a pack. <laughs> so they're going to go to the burger place right. and set up a Let bunch of eat. explosives and then lure them there and blow them up. Which they do, but unfortunately the critters become a... <laughs> so in well, this... Before we get there, I okay. think we just have to point out, Ugg does turn into a giant critter to trick all the critters into going there. Correct. So we do have a giant critter scene. We also have, they they figure out that, it, or the Krites, they figure out that at one point they can all band together and make one big ball of Krites. That just kind of rolls around the whole town. Yes. The critters are goofier in this movie, even it's, more so than the first film. It's much more gremlins um, laughter this time around like with them. When the bounty hunters go to the hungry heifer, at one point they shoot one of the critters and it just blows the top <laughs> of his hair off. And, and he, he says... Lo- he looks in a mirror and he goes, bitching. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah, it's um, very... Yeah. And then they do turn in... They do... You get a, like, foreshadowing, like, three or four of them turn into, like, a big ball Mm -hmm. to escape. And then at the end of the movie, yeah, like, 100 plus critters. And that thing is, like, four different things were done. (laughs) It was gross. So there was, like, a giant, like, inflatable ball that had just, like, hair on it. Hair, and that was all... Um, And uh, then there was, like, a a hero one that had, like, critters built into it that could be, like, puppeteered for, like, the close-up shots. All right. And then there was one that, like, had an axle attached to it <laughs> and then attached to the truck so it could, like, roll beside Spin the truck as, okay. and then they could turn it into the truck to bang on the truck as they're driving. All right. Um, so that's a thing. <laughs> and then the Critters Ball, when they're all in one <laughs> the big ball. Critters Ball. It sounds so ridiculous. They roll over a guy and then what's left is just a skeleton. Yep. Because this movie is that movie. <laughs> like, yeah, like just the front of him. Like, yeah. they ate as they rolled. It just, like, it just skins him. Like, everything. That's, everything yeah. is gone except for the bone. Yep. Um, Super cool. Sorry about that. The fuck was that? It was an ad that popped up. Um, Sorry. Uh, the skeleton ate them a lot. It just rolled right over him and exposed the first, the, his frontal skeleton. Like, yes. he was smooshed into the ground. And then... It's also important to note that, like, once Ugg checks out, he does do the thing where he turns into the critter and lures them there. Right. Charlie's like, I can't do this by myself. I'm not good enough bounty hunter to do this. And then when they're there to blow the critters up in the polar uh, burger place, mm-hmm. which is what 
leads the critters to train, making it into the giant ball, he runs away, and you're like, oh, he must be afraid. Right. So the critters start heading back to town because clearly they're going to break into a church and eat all the children. Obviously. As one does, critters. Our youngins. If you listen to our last episode, critters are dicks. Um, they blow up that farm for no fucking reason. Uh, and then what happens is, like, Scott and, uh, I forget the name of the girl, um, Oh, Leanna Curtis, her Megan, Megan. Megan. So she, they're in the truck and they're trying to divert the critter ball. And then Charlie takes the spaceship and crashes into the critters and kills them all. And presumably himself. And then everyone's like, oh, Charlie. And then Ugg turns into Charlie. And then in the very end of the movie, Barry Corbin's Harv is leaving town with Scott Grimes, who can't quite see. Every time he tries to kiss Megan, something happens. And then finally... And then Charlie shows up, and Barry Corbin gives him the sheriff's badge, and he's like, you're the sheriff now. You're the sheriff now. Like, congratulations. Yeah. And then Ugg goes back to space, and everyone kind of goes back to normal, and Charlie's like now the the pillar of the community. It's been a a wild ride for his character. Um, I will say the... I said there were two moments in this movie that weirdly tug at my heartstrings. The other one is... I always love the moment where the the bounty hunters show up at Brad's house, like his grandmother's house. Yeah. And then he walks outside and then sees Charlie again. And that moment where they're both like, he's like, Charlie, he's like, Brad. Mm, every time, so every time I see that part, I'm like, oh, like, I fucking love both of them so much. <laughs> like, Aww. I just love this movie. Um, apparently, no one else did when it came out. Okay, talk to me um, about that. I didn't see this in a theater. And I was apparently... Not alone in that. Uh, so this movie came out, the first film, Critters, came out, and it was a modest hit. Um, did a lot of a lot of money on VHS. But, like, it did okay, okay. in theaters. So they're like, oh, this movie, we should do a sequel. And <laughs> uh, New Line threw money at it. They doubled the budget of the first film for the second one, which is usually not how things are done. Um, and then... I was listening to Mick Garris talk about him and his wife and some people went on opening night and there were three Uh-oh. people in the theater. Oh, that's not good. Three That's people. not good. And he said it played like gangbusters for those three people. Like some of the stuff they saw, people loved it. Like they loved the sheriff speech in the church where he's like, you know, get your shit together. Stop kicking this kid around. Like... <laughs> Stop kicking this kid around. Okay. He's like, you know, he tells everyone, you got nothing to lose but your lives. Um, yeah, this this movie is really good, but it, it was a movie that had to be found on VHS later because it's like a it's, monster squad. or It didn't have a, a pretty good opening. It, huh? it just didn't do yeah. anything. Like, I'll put it this way. There are two Critters movies at this point. In the continuity, right? Okay. They both got theatrical releases. Critters 3 and 4 were straight to video. And the budgets for them were much smaller. Oh, that's sad. So, and, But Charlie came back for all of them. Yes. So that's the reason why Critters 3 is straight to video and it takes place predominantly in an apartment building. <laughs> <laughs> got right? it. They didn't build a town for Critters 3. They didn't have like a hundred different puppets. <laughs> 
they had like six critters and it was in an apartment building. Well. And they had DiCaprio before he was famous. They had him in his uh, growing pains years. It's funny. Apparently when people mention this movie, he's like, what the fuck? Like, stop fucking asking me about Critters 3. Why? Why would we not? I just enjoy Goodness. the fact that like occasionally someone will. Um, Bringing up this, you know, yeah, he, dull he movie. Just, he's like, why? Why are we because talking about Because it's Critters interesting 3? that a lot of Oscar Winning actors had their beginnings in horror movies. Like Leo. Jennifer Aniston in Leprechaun. Well, I wouldn't call her Oscar winning, but I mean, she was nominated, I believe. So she got, I think, The Good Girl. That's what yeah, I mean. it was. But That's the, Kyotos, the Kyotos came back. The three brothers came back to do the critters for this movie. And this movie Aww. had the most a variety of critters. There was baby critters. So they did the ones fresh out of the egg. You'd the think that they would really. Ones, all the way up to like. Hmm. It's not quite as big as the one from the first film that they everyone hated, but it's a sizable one whenever Lee's the big critter. Um, the critter ball, they did all those things. <laughs> the critter ball. Critter the ball. infamous critter ball. Um, yeah. Do the watermelon roll. Apparently, the, it, this movie was shot in California okay. for Kansas, but it was shot in the coldest like winter California had had in 100 years. So they were super happy so about like, everything. Um, there were a lot of scenes outside where people had ice cubes in their mouths Oof. to keep like, yeah, to keep the the breath from showing. Imagine how, like, imagine working on that set. Yeah. Imagine the fact that Roxanne Kernahan was out there naked. Oh. In like 20 degree weather. Yeah. Dang. Because it had to, you know. It had to be done. Yeah. We had to, had to have the masterpiece that is Critters too. She had to be naked. Um, <laughs> there's no there's, way around it. There's a thing. So. She appears in the movie because uh starts to turn into Charlie, and then Charlie holds up a Playboy of her centerfold, which she did I thought, do a centerfold for Playboy, but it was never published. I thought that was when he was going to turn into Freddy Krueger no, who did that. So that's when he, he, he's like, nope, do this instead, do this instead. So okay. originally, he finds the Playboy that fell out of Tom Hodge's car, his Jeep, <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is like, you read this for the article, this is like... You read this for the he's articles. Like, this is amazing uh, American literature. And then he's like looking at the Roxanne Kernham pictures and Hug starts, or at least starts to change into him. And he's like, no, 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 no. And like holds that up instead. Okay. And then because it's a centerfold, once Lee transforms into Roxanne, She's there's a staple. Naked. Oh, yeah. That is cute. In, that was a nice in touch. The stomach that has to be just popped out because Realize there's it a shouldn't staple be there. in the photograph. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh, that shouldn't be there. Pop it out. It was so. it was a fun movie. Um, I hate to hear that it bombed the way it did. It seemed like it, I mean, I get it, but it just seemed like a fun movie. Like, this would have been a fun movie to see in a theater, I think. Yeah, I think by, so it was 88? I don't remember. By 88, you're four years removed from Gremlins, and then the little tiny oh, yeah. dickhead creatures phase had kind of passed. Yeah. And, like, honestly, by 88, like, we're not seeing a lot of... Critter movie type things. Like you said, it passed. You're seeing a lot of, like, it's the late 80s, and a lot of these franchises were just running out of steam. Yeah. And then I'm sure audiences are very much like, we've done this before. We've seen this a million million different ways. So, I mean, like, you're talking about a decade that gave us a Friday the 13th almost every year. That's insane. Right? I still think that's crazy, but... So, mm-hmm. by 88, you had Halloween movies back in swing. You were, you were seeing a, probably a nightmare movie every every year or so. You were seeing a new Friday the 13th film all the, like, 
every year. So this movie falls into that weird category. It's almost like the thing that happened to Monster Squad of... Came out the wrong time. It came out and it was like too adult for little kids and, and too, too kiddish kid- for adults. Mm-hmm. And so it took people took, it took a minute to find the audience. Yeah. Their audience. Like Monster Squad, it's the same story. Like it came out and literally no one saw it in theaters and it disappeared and because Lost Boys opened the same day right. and Lost Boys fucking crushed it. And then now Monster Squad's this like beloved thing that it's like a weird touchstone between fans. Like if I meet other people who are super into Monster Squad, it's like we immediately become best friends because <laughs> it was such a giant piece of our childhood. But we all saw these on VHS. like Right, no, not in the theater. Right. I think the only person I've ever met who ever saw Critters 2 in theaters was Elvis. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, with ESL, we have a friend named Elvis. So I think not he's Presley. the only person I know who saw Critters Genuinely. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, interesting. It just, it just didn't do great. So. Didn't do the, it didn't do the, uh, its best. But. So uh, we have a... Uh, let's get my girlfriend to death first. Uh, would I watch this with the older generation? Eh, maybe up to about 60. After that, it's not it. for them. Your aunt liked it a lot. She liked and it more than the first one. the 12-year-old watched it. We got him to sit down. We convinced him, this is not a scary movie. You can do this. And he overcame his his own issue and sat down and watched Critters and then Critters 2, I mean, just loved it. Yeah. Love, 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 love. He liked them. Critters more than Critters 2, though. Oh, interesting. I, I like the first one more. Well, but I think you've said that that's a lot of people feel that way. You just happen to not. Is that right? I think I we talked about that in the front half. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it, it goes back and forth. Like, people either are very definitively Critters 1 over 2 or 2 over 1 fans. Like, there's not a lot of mishmash. Oh. No one's ever like, three's my favorite or four is my favorite. No one says that. So it's like, one is that Critters and then Critters 2 or Critters 2 and then Critters... Like, I just think when I think back about the Critters movies, Critters 2 is what I think of. Yeah. Right? Like, everything... I, I really think about when I think about like I think Just about the fucking the Critters one. Ball yeah. right? I think about Roxanne Carnahan I think about you know the Hungry Heifer I think about that fucking church I think about Easter like I associate the Critters movies with Easter because of Critters 2 like Critters 2 is my Critters movie I think it's a bigger more bonkers version of a fun fucking movie it's a, it's a nice add on to the world so, what was your favorite moment scene whatever in this movie oh it was the end was hilarious when they're trying to load up the hungry heifer and then the the ball like and turns to go towards the church and they're like oh our youngins like okay this is insane but it was fun yeah uh, the, the everything anything with the ball is <laughs> fucking phenomenal i will say just so you know mm. the scene the polder burger they use real meat because yeah. it was cheaper than, like, making fake meat. I guess. So, like, the thing was, they were planning on, like, we'll just go in and shoot one night and be done. But they had to go back, like, two days later and everything was rotten. Uh-huh. Um, Barf. Yeah. And then apparently the Kyotos were talking about how they were, like, having to puppeteer eating the meat. And then all that got down in, like, the puppets and on their arms. Ew. And, like, they were, like, we were pulling, like, 
rancid meat out for like okay. days afterwards. Gross. So there you go. A little, so, little bit of information note, for you about Critters 2. So are we watching course. Critters 3 next week? Uh, we're not. Um, this is We're going to get off the Critters train. I like Critters we're 3. We're continuing like with 4, Invasion. But, you know, we're just... Okay, continue. We're, I think we're going we're gonna to stop this fun train of Critters and get off. And we're going to go forward in time to and? 2011. Oh, and what are we watching? We're going to watch Attack the Block. Tech the block. That's what we're going to watch. And I'm fucking pumped for this one, too. All right. Well, until next week. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. you forget all of your friendly hungry heifer restaurants throughout the midwest are open on easter sunday so after church why don't you and your family stop in for a creamy moose shake or some crispy buffalo chips and we'd like to invite you and your family to visit our factory right off of highway 54 just outside of grover's bend we'd love to see you moo at the hungry heifer